Hey everybody, welcome back to Forbidden Cinema. Once again, we're going to put a little disclaimer on this one. We're going to be talking about a movie that has some mental health concerns. Uh, we're talking about some possibly some self-harm, some stalking, and some domestic, some domestic abuse. So if that's a thing that is uh, a trigger for you, maybe you should just skip this episode. And hopefully this disclaimer is better than the last one. Um, we've never gotten more whatever than any disclaimer. I, just that, that one about the dicks. I mean, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the one about the dicks. Like, we've gotten so, everybody's been so on board, so on board, so on board for everything we've done. But boy, the one disclaimer about talking about my dick and it just, everybody has something to say. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hit the theme. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome back to Forbidden Cinema. I'm Zach. I'm Jenny. And today we are going deeper on Fatal Attraction. Yes. Okay, so I always ask you this, and you usually don't, but is there anything you want to add before we get to my stupid, crazy, in-depth reporting on things that don't really matter? <laughs> um, I don't think so. I've just been spending... Um, Googling and looking for the clip of Bridget Jones um, <laughs> and watching her fail. She does say at the very beginning of the movie um, that maybe she'll just become like Glenn Close and Fatal Attraction. But I know she watches it later on and I just love, like it makes me laugh every single time that it's just a clip together of like, this is my last chance to have a baby and then she gets shot in the toe. Like that's that. It's not funny, but it's really funny. I've spent an inordinate amount of time trying to figure out if it's a specific designer or a specific brand that Michael Douglas's Deep V from not this, but from Basic Instinct to mm -hmm. see if like if that's a specific brand or specific designer or like can I get one of those? <laughs> and that information is not available. That is a pre-digital thing that never made it to the internet. Um, I'm sorry. It's a sweater, though. Oh, you're right. It is a sweater. Now it's that a you sweater. say that, it probably should have a shirt underneath. I mean, probably. there are going to be clove cigarettes and sweat and sex <laughs> and wool, and that is just not things that are meant to to go together. No, but we loved our V-neck sweaters in the '90s. Oh, absolutely. But you put a put a turtleneck under that. No, that was a different <laughs> vibe. It's a different vibe. <laughs> So hope everybody had a great Valentine's Day. Um, we're actually going to take a brief detour and talk about the Forbidden Ballet. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So we are, we don't want to sound bougie or anything, but we're pretty frequent attendees of the Nashville Ballet, which is fantastic. They do some really interesting, you know, modern things with their choreography, with their music. Um, in fact, I learned today, actually, that the one of the pieces that we, we watched that was choreograph um, choreographed, can't say the word, um, by one of the principal dancers with Nashville Ballet, the music, the string music, was actually um, composed by a member of my so-called band. Really? Yes. Okay, okay. That is amazing information to know. My so-called band is a local kind of conglomerate of everybody that's ever been in a band in Nashville. And every four times, six times a year, they get together and, and play just all 90s jams. It's amazing, yes. So yeah, she composed that and played with them last night. But it was hard to see. We were, we were kind of on the far side from, from where the, uh, the um, strings were. 
So getting there, we did not realize as we were pulling into the parking lot that there's also an AKA reception at the opera house that's attached to the ballet studio. <laughs> right. And we get the thing like, oh, yeah, like you just want to turn around and go park over there. What they did not mention is actually there's nowhere to turn around. And so people are going to come in behind you and you're going to fucking die. Basically, you're going to back your way out. And I mean, luckily, we grew up as children in the 90s and we know how to back up without. Uh... No, luckily, <laughs> we're part of Me Familia and you got <laughs> like pasty white middle aged Vin Diesel over here that took care of business for you. Right. Family. So, so we, <laughs> so we. Barely made it to the ballet, uh, you know, through through our keys at the ballet, ran in, glad-eyed, pre, pre-submitted our, co- our COVID They're vaccine like, we information. We don't care. You can have COVID. Just, get, just move. Just move. We're about to shut the doors. We're about to shut the doors. Run in. There's no seats together. So Jenny takes the seat next to some lady. I take the seat next to two, like, six-year-old kids. I and, think like, they're probably eight. And That's ballet starts. Right. Yes. And go. And so I have a commentary. For the entire ballet by two eight-year-old girls. <laughs> I'm so jealous. Yeah, you were filling me in like at every intermission that we had. I mean, the the first piece ended and they stand up and they were like, they're like, are we going to get to like see them like, you know, we're going to see like, can we go backstage? Can we see? Can we see them change into their new costumes? Those costumes were boring and they got really sweaty. Um, Like they're the body odor has to be the... <laughs> Was the first visit before you you even share with me like what they said during the show? Oh yes, I did say that um, early on um, that she was not, but they were like, I don't think she's wearing tights. And the other girl's like, This is scandalous. <laughs> <laughs> but credits to Wax Nashville. I mean, every nobody's wearing tights, but everything was 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 kept pretty 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 clean. So. I guess we weren't that close. I mean, we were close, but we weren't I was that like close. right there. I was front row. I was right there on the floor. <laughs> and um, the, of, of the gentleman dancers that uh, his pants are so tight you can see his butt. And the other girl said, barf. <laughs> <laughs> so that was act one. <laughs> Which was uh, what a Vivaldi opera piece. Yes. And, and it, was, it was great, great, absolutely great. Uh, part two, act two was kind of probably the the most modern yes and, and the standout piece the standout yeah, piece agree, of this it was all the girls kind of come out at the very beginning it's all female production mm-hmm. they're all in like jumpsuits jump like very bulky jumpsuits and it's very it's all gray very yeah, monotone very everyone's bold, uniform you know statement on on i mean we assumed on feminism and on oppression and and suppression of voices and i have no idea what it was actually about that's what i got out of it though but uh, they come out and they're dancing around in their jumpsuits and one girl says i think they're supposed to be ghostbusters (laughs) and the other girl said i was thinking they were prisoners but that makes more sense (laughs) like i i i just i can go round and round on that like I mean, Ghostbusters is a pretty niche reference. Um, and I mean, I guess maybe they just watched the new movie. Who, who knows? But yeah, like the thing like, okay. I would not have seen somebody in a jumpsuit at eight and thought that's a Ghostbuster. No, no, I wouldn't have either. Even though Ghostbusters were well within our wheelhouse at the time. But if they're like, oh yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> 
I think the prisoner lady, I think she was more. She was, I think she I think was, was spot on, it was actually. Maybe, maybe like a Rosie the Riveter or maybe a prisoner. It, it could have gone either way, but that was definitely the vibe that it was throwing. It was, we, we didn't have any Slimer or Proto. proto Proton packs, <laughs> but and you got to see right before the third act started, where she said that uh, you're my favorite grandmother. We have to go outside right now and take video of, se- of ourselves doing cartwheels. <laughs> and Grandma's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then they ran out anyway. <laughs> but the, the the final act was a uh, nine Sinatra songs, mm-hmm. and they were pretty silent through that, except right when it. About the, what, fourth song or so, there was kind of a comedy act where one of the characters was obviously drunk and just sort of laying right, on the Right, it was like the, her, you know, put him up, Her Joe. skirt up and her, you know. Yeah, so there's a lot of acrobatic kind of thing. It was, it was fantastic performance. But one of the little girls said, I think this is what sexy means. <laughs> Ooh, that's... You, honestly, you might have been like, mm, time out. Um, <laughs> actually, no. <laughs> actually, the opposite. Um, like Uncle Zach could have taught him a few things, but I I don't want to get on a list. Right, and yeah. So. You, you, we weren't familiar enough to, <laughs> to, make, to make that comment, but... So if you, if you girls are out there listening to this, I turn it off. Right, this is not turn for you. Turn it off. This is not for you, but you were delightful <laughs> and you made my Valentine's Day night. <laughs> Thanks for being the proto dates. Yes. <laughs> we hope you turn out just amazing in life. Yeah, I'm sure they will. They were sassy. I'll get out. I love it. <laughs> so we briefly mentioned uh, Adrian Lin, the director of this film. Yes. And he's also directed uh, Indecent Proposal in mm-hmm. the uh, in the Forbidden Canon. Do you know anything else about him? I do not, other than he inspires movies that likes to have a movie poster that has a, a dramatic tear in the middle and just like jagged paper. Gotcha. This one, Anities and Proposal, both do that. So there's a theme okay. to most of his movies. Okay, okay. What is that? Well, so his first movie is Flashdance. Okay. And then comes this one, mm-hmm. Fatal Attraction. His next movie is Nine and a Half Weeks. Okay. Which we actually have on Blu-ray upstairs because I accidentally forgot to clear my <laughs> my Amazon catalog when I was or cart when I was ordering something else. So well, that, that's going to be on the podcast. Yeah, at some we were point. planning on watching that anyway. Yes. Uh, weird moment with my mother that we'll pin on that until we actually get to that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, sus- suspense there. Yes. Uh, Jacob's ladder. Oh. So this could all just be a Jacob's Ladder scenario. Hashtag Jason Manzoukas. <laughs> hashtag uh, What's Up Jerks. Hashtag How Did This Get Made. Yes. Um, the 1997 version of Lolita. Okay. Have you ever read or seen any of the Lolitas? No. I mean, it's kind of considered a classic of literature, and it's a Kubrick film, if I'm not mistaken, the original adaptation. Okay. I don't know. I think this most recent one is what Jeremy Irons and Dominique Swain and. I mean, I think you just know the 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 name Lolita. It's in, like a middle aged professor who just falls in love with a fifteen year old girl and hijinks ensue. I don't know why that. Hijinks. I don't know. I I've, I haven't seen it or read it. It's it's considered such a classic, but to me, it's all it's just kind of ew. It sounds icky, and also I think I hear the word Lolita and I think of a temptress, which mm. is. If that's the premise, then that's not appropriate word association. <laughs> so, no. Uh, the 2002 film Unfaithful with Diane Lane. Okay. Oh, oh, is that? 
an olive or something. Yeah, or... yeah, yeah, yeah. I can kind of visualize, but I don't remember. Is Richard about it. Gere the maybe, guy in that? Maybe. maybe. Is, is he, is does there... he play the Michael Douglas role in that movie? Maybe so. He... I'm thinking of a perfect murder with Michael Douglas. That's exactly and... what I'm thinking of too. When I think of Unfaithful, is a perfect murder, which it's Gwyneth Paltrow, Michael Douglas, and Viggo Mortensen. Yes, I think you're right. Okay. No, no, no. That was like 97, like 2002. Which isn't a perfect murder, like a remake of Dial M for Murder? I believe so. Yes, yes. And it was one of the five movies that came with the DVD player (laughs) that we got in like 1998 when my sister wanted a VCR. Nice. And dad was like, no, 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 no. This is better. She's like, no, I want to tape Dawson's Creek. This doesn't work. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't think you understood the assignment. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm not wanting to watch the most high def movies, like the seven movies that are available on DVD right now. I want to tape my shows. (laughs) (laughs) He has a movie coming out. Oh, now? In about four weeks on Hulu. Interesting. It's called Deep Water. Stars Ben Affleck. Oh. It's a film about a man and a woman. They have, um, I guess, a one-sided open arrangement. She's allowed to have affairs with anybody that she wants. And they start ending up dead. His Her lovers? Her lovers start ending up dead, yes. Doesn't sound like an agreement. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if he did it or if it, but just that's that's the premise. Like, and then mm. everybody's like, I wonder who could have killed all of her lovers. And hmm. who's the who's the female? Um, is it Jennifer Lopez? Is it Anna de Armas or whatever? Is it maybe it, it's it's it, it's one of those ladies that's kind of come up since I really stopped watching movies. Okay, I, I want to go with that, but that I could be completely off. But it, it's one of those ladies with an A word name that I haven't really seen any of her movies. Okay. But I'm sure she's delightful. Wonderful. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. It, it seems like Affleck's kind of like going real full on like, I didn't get to murder enough people in Gone Girl. So <laughs> let's. I, well, maybe, maybe he's letting himself go dark. He's 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 back with his. He's, there, we're Benifer again. I mean, talking about the 90s. Right. Dang. Like a lot. Like. Like, crap, like, the new Batman kind of looks like he's rocking it. Uh, <laughs> like, I wish I could have been there. <laughs> and, like, Jennifer Lopez is back. And, like, that's a thing. Like, like just don't do Gigli. Don't do Gigli. Don't do Gigli. Like, how do I not do that again? Well, inevitably, they're going to want to, like, we should do a movie together, which I'm pretty sure is the end of their relationship. We, we just, that will, we'll know. If they do a movie together, it's like, oh, that was nice. Just do a podcast together. We're having a blast. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, if you're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have a good time. So I mentioned this movie was nominated for a crap load of Oscars. Yes. Okay. So nominated for six Oscars. That's a decent amount. Glenn Close was nominated for Best Actress. Cher won. Oh, for like Moonlighting? Moon, moon Yeah. Moonstruck. Moonstruck, yeah. Moonlighting. <laughs> Moonlighting is a probably not so great Bruce Willis show. <laughs> that I remember, I've never seen, but I remember it was coming on and we were staying up late and my parents were watching it because we were staying up late so we could go see the Haley's Comet. Oh my God. I fell asleep so hard that like we, night. We went out like into a field. We stayed up late and went and saw it. So that was like the early 80s. And my parents didn't wake me up. Come on. This thing isn't coming around for 75 more years and it's going to be so far away nobody can see it. Like, I deserve to wake up. I deserve to wake up. I had to work the day of the damn eclipse. I had to, like, you had to have a big party on a rooftop. I had to just work. It was, and 
like my parents didn't wake me up for Haley's comet. Like I need some sort of celestial event in my life to have some meaning. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, that's Sorry. That's a lot. That's a lot. Uh Ann Archer, uh best supporting actress. She was nominated. Um She's great. Olympia Dukakis won. For um Moonstruck, I think, as well. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Adrian Lynn was nominated. Uh, Bernardo Beltralucci won for The Last Emperor. I've seen that. I have not seen it. We had that on VHS, but that was forbidden. Was it? I yeah. don't know why we watched it. Didn't that have a kid, yeah, Christian like the, Bale? Oh, Who was a kid no in idea. that? I have no idea. I think it was a like important kid actor. Okay, I don't remember. Okay. Like I could be totally wrong, but that's what sticks in my head. Gotcha. Uh, nominated for Best Film Editing, which also went to The Last Emperor. Best Picture, which also went to The Last Emperor. And Best Screenplay Adapted, which also went to Best Emperor or Last Emperor. So the, apparently Last Emperor, like Last Emperor and Empire of the Sun both Ooh, had like maybe that's what for, i'm thinking of maybe that, that's christian bale this. yeah that's the steven spielberg movie that's what i'm thinking of and john williams scored it we actually played one of the songs from that in marching band in high school okay. yeah, you're thinking of empire in the sun that's what i'm thinking of okay so then i don't know <laughs> so i looked into a little bit of glenn close found a couple of interesting tidbits from this film okay hit me she still has the knife framed in her kitchen Ooh, that's pretty cool. That's that's cool. I like that. And then she said, you know, it, it's cardboard and plastic, but she said it just looks so cool and so realistic, and it's just a piece of film history. And mm-hmm. yeah, so she still keeps it. Just people ask about it all the time when they come over. Nice. I love it. <laughs> um, she found out she was pregnant while making this movie. Oh wow, that's powerful. Yeah, that had to like really, really set the tone for her performance. Yeah. Um, she actually, well, it was actually in reshoots. So was, the movie had been shot and and was test screened, and the original ending tested very poorly. What was the original ending? Uh, the original ending, after he goes over to her house and chokes her and attacks her and trashes her place, mm-hmm. um, trigger warning, um, she takes the knife that he's held in his hand and dies by suicide, and his fingerprints are all over everywhere. Mm. Okay. So that's the original ending. I mean, that, that ending makes sense to me, too. But then wife finds the tape and clears everything up and everybody goes scot-free. So I think that... Finds the tape? The, what the tape? tape the the, the mixtape. Oh, right. I forgot about and the And so everybody's tape. just... Happy go lucky. Woo, 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 woo. Everybody's just so dancing. Everybody's but a party I kind of feel like end. everybody was like at the end of the, the the actual ending too. A little bit, a little bit, but they had to go through a little more. True, true. They did have to experience quite a bit. But yeah, she actually found out she was pregnant. She went to the hospital when her head hit the mirror. She had a concussion. Oh. And that's where that's how she found out she was a couple of weeks pregnant when they did a blood test, just a oh, wow. standard blood panel, like before you would even know. So. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so all the scenes where she's being drowned and whatnot, like, she is pregnant in those scenes and, and knows about it now. And knows? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's got to be, wow. Yeah. That's, and I guess suffered, like, me- like several, like, eye infections and ear infections and stuff from those shots. And Oh, wow. Yeah. So. That's powerful. Yeah. Um, so, James Dearden, the screenwriter, based on his original screenplay. Yes. He actually wrote a screenplay for a made-for-TV British film that he wrote and directed um, called uh, Diversion that was then adapted into this. Okay. So, this is kind of a remake. Interesting. Okay. 
I mean, it's a, it's a remake of Play Misty for me, really. Okay. I can see that, too. And uh, you mentioned uh, Glenn Close and the cigarette that seems like a fake or a phony. Mm-hmm. It absolutely is. Apparently, she has a anaphylactic reaction to tobacco. Well, it didn't even seem like, I mean, it could have been, it could have been a tobacco cigarette, just the weird effect on it, like. That no, it, but apparently she gets deathly ill and throat closes up if she comes near tobacco. I guess, you know, you, every, every kid tries to smoke a cigarette at some point and hers, we, we talk about like, did you ever have something crazy happen when you were doing something you weren't supposed to be doing? She has one of those. Yeah, <laughs> that's a major a one. That gotta be hard though. Like, so does that apply to like secondhand smoke? I, I don't know. That's interesting because that would be. Real tough. Or maybe it? it just irritates her and she doesn't want to be around it. And that's what she says. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, you said it was a weird choice. Apparently it was less of a weird choice. Well, it was a weird choice. It's like if you're going to have, like, why even have it? it I don't think it really played into her character that she was a smoker. Like, no, if Michael Douglas wasn't smoking by the end, then it doesn't really it, matter. Yeah, it didn't. I mean, other than just maybe she's, they're trying to create a mysterious vibe. I, I don't know. But at the time, you know, we're talking about late 80s. Like it's not smoking. That's just, yeah, that's it's, just what it's, you do with your hands. Exactly. That's not that big of a deal. Now it would be. Oh, it's a huge character choice. I mean, have you seen Thank You for Smoking? Yes. <laughs> yes, I have. <laughs> um, You wanted to know about spaghettis and spoons. Yes, I did. So um, this, there is a very polite discussion about this among etiquette uh, writers. <laughs> Polite, you sound that sounds loaded. Uh, it's maybe some etiquette writers, maybe not having a lot of great etiquette on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Emily Post would be dismayed. <laughs> I don't think you could really like say that somebody's wrong on Twitter with proper etiquette. I don't know. No, you don't have enough characters. One and two, you're saying it on Twitter, so exactly. <laughs> it already means you're a little, a little out of place. Yes, but most younger and American etiquette writers say that it is kind of gauche to use a spoon to to spin your spaghetti. That you should just use the curvature of the plate or the bowl, mm-hmm. and then it seems like most. Italian grannies have kind of said, you don't know what the hell you're talking they about. They said some sort of Italian curse word, and they've given them the <laughs> eye. Given the eye, exactly. <laughs> and then I think some other Italian people have said, like, you're kind of giving Italian people a bad name. Like, it's okay if you don't want to use a spoon. And I, I mean, it's to each his own, I suppose. But, like, I just, it seems silly to me. But sorry, sorry, no no offense to anyone who does. <laughs> I don't even that much pasta. Uh, you, you can call me a bougie whatever because I, I just don't eat pasta. I love it. It's great. Oh, man. But Remember the days when we used to get to eat pasta? I mean, it's a choice. We could still eat pasta now if we really chose to, but we're We've not. made other choices in life. We've we've made the choice that I want to live past 60. <laughs> right. We've made the choice that instead of pasta, we are we are drinking um, Snoop Dogg 19 Crimes wine while we while we produce this. Cali, baby. Yeah, yeah. Da-da-da. <laughs> we have a great picture. We'll probably post it on the Instagram because we also have a Martha charge. Yes. So. Uh, that's 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 even fa- more fantastic. I love the 19 Crimes winery for really seeing that. I mean, they went with Snoop, understood, then pulling out Martha and making a Martha shard. Chef's kiss. Uh, yes. <laughs> I mean, Snoop, his history could be a bit problematic, but Martha, like, 
she's owned up to everything she's ever done, you know? <laughs> Their relationship, whatever it is, I love it. Which I know is not like a relationship relationship because did you see the photos of him and his wife with her matching outfit that he wore to the Super Bowl? No, I did not. Totes adorbs. Oh, man. <laughs> yes. yes, yes. I will find it out. and post it. It's it's so great. I love it. She's wearing big medallion necklace with him. It's, it's amazing. I mean, Snoop hasn't killed anybody and like, He'd be, he'd be out anyway. I, a, I guess. I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know all the details, and I'm not going to look into it. Okay. Don't look into it. I don't the, want to know. There we go. There we go. So we said lawyer books that lawyers have on their lawyer shelves. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, pretty much just records of cases. That the United States Supreme Court decisions mm-hmm. is about almost 600 volumes. So then you have... Supreme Courts of the, whatever state you're practicing in mm-hmm. and whatever. And so it's, it's just going to be shelves and shelves and shelves and shelves and shelves of books that look exactly alike. I mean, like I said, I'm used to seeing those. Um, my my father is is an attorney by trade, so I'm used to seeing those, but not like just walls not of like them. like library of them. No, no. Something. But I mean, I guess that that is a thing. But yeah, they all have that same look. I don't know who decided on that look. Like what's the aesthetic of like this... We shall death decide that this is a law book. <laughs> um, you said was the D that good? Oh, right that that she's like so like in like just obsessed by it yes. by all of this and just so quickly, so quickly like in way over. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've actually read some psychiatrist reviews of this, and there's some real disagreement. Okay. A lot of people have said that she might be um, exhibiting symptoms of uh, borderline personality disorder. Well, I think she is. I mean, I was making a joke by saying, like, is the D that good? I mean, I've worked in some mental health before, and I I would tend to disagree with borderline personality disorder on this. Borderline personality disorders are often sociopathic. Uh, They are often have difficulty forming meaningful relationships with others. Uh, but they're usually just kind of assholes. I, the the person that taught me psychiatry kind of called it asshole disorder. <laughs> I mean, I I could see that. Yeah, I mean, but there's there's more to it than a lack of response to others and how they feel. There's more to it than a lack of empathy. No, it's it and it's it's not a chosen lack of empathy. Um, I would say, I mean, I'm not going to try and diagnose anyone, but we're looking at her situation. She's fixated. She has what I think is hard to decipher is the person she seemingly portrays, the person that she seems to come across as is this cool, calm, collected, executive, professional, and she does not put out there. I mean, obviously, like if you have this secret you know, underlying desires. Like you want, you want someone in your life, you want a family, you want children, you want all of this. And and that's kind of burning understood. And you're not going to throw that out there, but like how quickly she covets what he has with his wife and his wife and their child and how quickly that devolves. It, It feels like someone who was on the brink of having something that they've lost. And it's like, I was just listening to a podcast um, where they were talking about, I guess, like unsolved mysteries or, you know, one of those things about 
you know, ab- abducted children over the time period. And, and a lot of that happening, like people who had miscarriages or children who passed, who died unexpectedly and quickly, and they like kind of lose their minds and abduct a child and take them as their own and like live a normal life post that. I mean, she's kind of exhibiting almost those type of behaviors where it's like she just has lost like there's been a break with reality as to like what this was because she comes in so cool and collected like, yeah, we're both adults and we can like hook up if we want. And then it's like all of a sudden like, no, 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 no. Like I've decided that we are a family and we're going to start living as a family. And I've I've already like imagined all of this and it's it's very quick and sudden. There's a syndrome that's maybe less well documented than borderline personality disorder called uh, Declarenbalz syndrome. Okay. And this is someone, it's usually a woman, and it's usually a man that is kind of outside of her locus of control, either someone who's famous or someone who's rich or someone who is whatever. And for whatever reason, they have a relationship, and then she tends to view his attraction towards her as something maybe more than it is. Yeah, I mean, and, and then maybe cannot understand why that he's obviously in love with her, but why is he acting in this way? I, I would think that might be something that we're seeing here, possibly. But I, possibly, but I don't ever feel like she She's, questions him. Like she doesn't question him to to that degree of like. But you love me and we, you know, I mean, well, I guess she does a little bit. It's like we had this and it's literally like 24 hours. But it's someone who then assumes that the desire is as strong returned as it is. Mm -hmm. So tragic either way. It it is. It is. But it, yeah, it's, I mean, yes, I was, I was making a joke in in saying that because I obviously recognize that she's having a break from reality. Yes. yes. Um, But yeah. I mean, it could. It feels like it could have been anyone, you know. Like it, it could have been his friend who really, who really w- thought he wanted a piece of that. <laughs> he would not have been able to handle any of this. Oh my goodness, that's a different movie altogether. Completely. <laughs> Although, like his friend's girl, she seemed awesome. She did. I wish we had more of her because she she seems like Julianne Moore. Doesn't she in the hand that rocks the cradle? And but we don't get we don't get enough of her to know that. No, she's just there in the backdrop of a scene or two. But her hair is fantastic. Her makeup's fantastic. Her clothes are fantastic. She's delightful in what we see her. She didn't never ends up with a lampshade on her head. <laughs> right? Yeah, she seems like they seem like a fun like foursome like hang out. This seems like done well in a finding friends. So this movie spawned a term in. British slang that really hasn't made it across the pond just yet. Just yet? I don't know that it will. It's Maybe been, it won't. Maybe been a it while. Won't. Can you, you care to guess? Mm. I know it's a very broad It statement. is, and we're just going to be looking for some dead air. But A term to describe kind of an obsessed woman who won't take no for an answer. I mean, something about her name, like a Glenn Close? Uh, a bunny boiler. Oh, no. Apparently that is a term oh, in the UK. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I'm so offended by that. Just like the article I just read today that women reading uh, some sort of UK brand and they called them mom jeans. And they were like, I'm sorry. 
what why this americanized version like first of all we're offended second of all mom instead of mum. <laughs> like they were not okay with it oh bunny boiler that's awful oh oh wow <laughs> terrible it's so bad oh my gosh I mean, I guess it makes it a little less horrific and tragic if you just view it as goofy. I don't know. It's not goofy. No, I mean, it's cray. <laughs> so I want you to think about, you'd been, I'd, I'd ask you to think about, and I'm sure you just went on with your life, uh, <laughs> anywhere that you weren't supposed to be and something happened. Oh. Uh, so I'm going to talk about uh, about laws in 1987. Okay. And and just keep that in the back of your brain, okay? okay. Uh, you, you, okay. Can, you can talk with me, but but if something pops up, because I, I gave you mine. I, I gave you the best I got on that. Broken windows, camp haunted campgrounds, uh, <laughs> you know, forbidden forbidden pranks, uh, pranks that went wrong. I, I got it all, you know. There, there's no bodies, so I guess it could have been worse. True, true, true. So stalking. First stocking laws in the United States, 1990. Is that around Rebecca Schaefer? I feel like we briefly, briefly mentioned that in the Poltergeist episode. But yeah, the first stocking laws were 1990. Man, I, I'm not even going to go down that rabbit hole. I mean, talking about how insane that is. But yes, I have a couple. I, well, I have one actually that you are a part of. Actually, um, it's not fun at all. Are you talking about the late night at the church parking lot? Yes. Oh, that. It's not fun. We weren't not supposed to be there, though. We weren't, but it became quickly a, a thing where we weren't supposed to be. Um, there was an event at, I mean, here we are, like, youth group kids. There's an event at another church that we go like, to. Our church was canceled this night. So right. We, went, so we, go we to met another- up, park at one church, and go to another church. Right. So we come back, and... We're there and, you know, just like roaming around like stupid stuff and some drunk bros. And that's what it was. And didn't, you know, I it was don't... drunk off duty Metro police officer. So fuck you. The, fuck the police. Fuck you. Metro Nashville PD. Well, and, like, let's no, seriously. No, no, I, mean... I know it was a really traumatic event. Um, And, you know, so we are there and we're, you know, there's myself and my best friend and two other guys and. We're not even talking like they're they're around the other side, but like all of a sudden they come running around because they are being chased by men like drunk off duty police officers with guns. With guns, with guns well, drawn. Drunk people with guns. Drunk people who just with guns happen to be off duty they Metro do. Nashville police officers. They don't say who they are. They don't. I was there. Um, they don't say who they are. They don't announce. And they've cornered them, and we're standing there just like watching this happen, and they're. You know, going through, and they're they're starting to realize that they've overreacted. It's a Sunday night. There's a ball game, like someone, you know, I, I don't know. There'd been some sort of church issues, like vandalism on churches, maybe other places, not where we lived, but other places. And so, someone from a neighborhood watch made a call. I don't know that that's what they said. I don't know if that's true, but um, you know, they're they've got them down on the ground. They have guns drawn. You know, I, I'm freaking out. Um, you know, my friend is freaking out. We're like, we're 17, which is a key point that we're 17. And of course, I'm 18 and we took somebody else home. So I roll up like, hey, guys, what's going on? And like, and like this is like in the middle. Like, of- Jenny is there just like lecturing these drunk adults on how to behave and 
gun safety and how thank to you be- for making me sound like i was coherent because i am certain that i i don't feel like i was no she's like telling these guys like no, no 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 like you're officers of the law you're supposed to be protecting us you're supposed to be doing what's right you're not supposed well, to i be- watched them go through their wallets and see this is how like bougie our our church had a library and we had <laughs> library cards and i watched them look at that like a library card for the church, the parking lot that we're standing in and like just kind of scroll through it. Like as they're realizing how much and drastically they've overreacted and how much they've fucked up in this moment. But we're 17. And so you come and it's like you're you're 18. And like I remember like I have a key to the church. I had a key to the church. <laughs> I had a key to the church, too. Um, like you're 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 part of the choir. I'm part of the the, the youth drama department. I had know. it for like the prayer team. <laughs> I mean, like a prayer team. But yeah, like I have a key to the church too. And yeah, so you know, you you were able to. I mean, some one person. I don't even know because I. I mean, they ask you and like one of these people who like is having this their sense about them. I guess I, I don't know what they said to you, but. Basically, like that, you being technically an adult and them leaving it in an adult, like as they could kind of moonwalk away from this havoc that they've caused. And to be completely honest, I'm going to say also, like, fuck the church that we were part of because they didn't react well either and made us seem like they changed a lot of rules because they made us seem like we shouldn't have been there. And like they lumped in a lot of instances, like, that had happened at the church as part of this. And like, I don't know. It was kind of the beginning of the end of feeling like that was a space and place that I felt yeah, comfortable it, being. Uh, it, it's, it was, it was the place. It was our safe place. Yeah. It no longer it was the place was we belonged, And it was, it was never safe again. No, it wasn't. And hey, cheers to Will, who we went to see at the other church who uh, passed away a couple months ago. Uh, we miss you, man. We miss you. But yeah. So like, yeah, we got into like a church goth show. Like, <laughs> We're so lame. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was crazy. Um, yeah, so that that that's my like. Not even really. You were exactly where you should have been. Just the drunk ass, stupid ass, overreaching cops. Like seriously, fuck you, Metro Nashville PD. Metro Nashville PD, and le- and maybe if you figured it out since then, good. But hey, where we live, I'm friends with all the cops on Facebook, so we're not against police, but we're just against terrible police. Yeah, I mean, people who just are power hungry, because that's what that was. Yeah. That was a, a power hungry event. It was drunk guys who had guns who decided that they were going to throw their weight around. No different than Derek Chauvin, no different. That it was just, no, it was I, just it guy. Was, it was just but the, but angry it, it, white it, guys who decided that they were going to show how powerful they were to a bunch of people that couldn't defend themselves. But what was different is that we were white. And we survived. And we survived. Yeah, that, that, that's that the is, difference is we're still alive. And that may not have been the case if it was a different situation, like if we weren't. Yeah. And we recognize that. Like that was a traumatic event for us and that was a one-time thing. And so I know and we know that those are traumatic events that other people and people of color live with on a regular basis. And so, no, it's not cool. Yeah, these were police officers who got into the business because they ha- could get a gun and wanted to use it. There are people that get into law enforcement who have a gun who pray never to use it. And that's what I'm looking for. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, on that fun note. Oh, geez. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so, hey, way to go, Tennessee. Spousal abuse. We were the first state 
to pass laws against spousal abuse. Really? 1850. Wow. I mean, it was against wife beating is the technical... <laughs> Is the actual like legal definition? It counts. It It counts. Yeah. Um, as of this year, we're still third place for worse for the percentage of females who are murdered by someone they are uh, relation in a relationship with. That's That's unfortunate. So there are laws. I guess we just don't really use them. Well. Um, spousal abuse, yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, depends on what they're. I'm sure there's weird caveats, and yeah. I don't know. So, for, hey, hey, first in something, <laughs> first in making it illegal, forty seventh in actually doing fucking something about it. Well, all right, all right. Um, spousal rape. I think have we talked about this on the podcast? I feel like we have. I don't know, but two thousand five. Way to go, Tennessee. If you didn't use a gun enforcing sex on someone who lived in the same house as you in 2004, it was cool. Way to go, Tennessee. I'm just shaking my head. Yeah. Like, I don't, yeah. You said that someone else was back for week two. Yes. I what? I did. Sorry, that's a drastic tonal shift. Total tonal <laughs> shift. This one's fun, y'all. Sit back, have a drink. I am. Yeah. <laughs> I need one after that. Da, 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 da. All right. Was it one for my baby and another for the road? <laughs> right. A little Sinatra there, too. Um, yes. So not just Michael Douglas, who is three times, three, three times. times. What? And we got a two times, two times um, with our daughter. Okay. Um, What's her name? I don't even remember now. Is it Ellie? Ellen? Ellen? Ellen. It's, it's a real adult name. Yeah. And she's, I will say, like, I, and I mean this in no any kind of shade. She's an interesting choice because she's not a precocious child. She's not this, like, completely, like, adorable, curly-haired little girl. She's they. She's got a very, like, boyish. I mean, at first, I thought she was a boy when we first see her. Um, but she's fun. She's cute. And I was like, there's something about her face. And, like, something about she said later on. I was like, I recognize this kid actor. Who is this? She is none other than, and I just forgot the name, um, something Sue from Christmas Vacation. Are you frigging kidding She's me? She's our little cross-eyed darling. Oh, my who's goodness. Shittin- no, actually, sorry. Rocky shitting bricks. Um, <laughs> it's not Carly Sue. That's the other movie. Not um, Curly Sue. No, no not Curly Sue. Peggy not- Sue. Uh, I don't is know. it Carly Sue, maybe? I, I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm terrible. I should have prepared for this better. But yeah, she is in Christmas Vacation. She and she's given like some powerful like oh yeah dialogue like, with Christmas Vacation. Like, oh, Christmas is a crock. Like we didn't get squat. <laughs> <laughs> is Santa Claus? Yeah. I mean, so she she knows how to pick a tone. I I, I commend her. Um, in the little bit of looking that I did, it doesn't look like she's done a ton of of acting posts a little bit here and there but i think she has a podcast about child actors so oh. i don't know maybe we we reach out and i don't know is she on cameo you want to 
Maybe so. Um, y'all, we haven't posted yet. So I kind of figure out how, but like Zach did get me a cameo from Wayne Knight for my Patron birthday. Patron of the podcast. He's fantastic. And he really had some great sage wisdom and some suggestions. Some suggestions for, for movies to some look at. Some forbidden cinema. So we, we will, maybe we'll have some Wayne, a Wayne Knight corner here coming up. Oh, so. man. <laughs> Um, so you also mentioned, uh, Jane Krakowski, mm-hmm. 100% accurate. Boom, that boom. is her. I had no idea who this lady was before Ally McBeal. Guys, I watched so much Ally McBeal. <laughs> Ally McBeal was on, it was on right after Seventh Heaven. I specifically chose labs on Monday nights in college. So I didn't have to go to work because I'd have a lab. I'd have lab from three to six on Mondays. Labs are always so late. And I lab from three to six on Mondays, and I can watch Seventh Heaven at seven, and then just like, well, what am I going to do now? I'm like, Allie McBeal's on at eight. That's life. And so, can I mention my failings as a husband here? Oh wow, sorry. I was going to say Ruby Sue is the little girl. Ruby name. Sue. Ruby, Ruby, Ruby. Yeah. Destination unknown. Ruby, 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 Ruby Soho. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Okay. Major, major. I said on the podcast that I was going to, for Valentine's Day, find you some of the bougie fruit roll-ups. Oh, that's right. I forgot. <laughs> um, it is called Fruit Leather. Okay. Um, I I found a few brands that exist I, I don't know if they're just random. I, I'll next time I go to Publix, I'll look. I don't know if they're the I same brands that we had as children. I don't know. I've been down that aisle that has like fruit chews and fruit yeah. whatever in a long time. I, I think that's what the cookies. I feel and like stuff. those used to be like in the produce section, just kind of on an end cap. Yes, yes, that's exactly what I'm talking about. That brand, whatever that I, was, is exactly I've what I'm talking and I about. Don't think those exist i'm gonna look and see i have actually found a lot of recipes for homemade versions so oh maybe we'll we'll try it out yes maybe we'll have a forbidden cooking show (laughs) Uh, we actually do have a couple of tripods we may do a dry run on shoot not dry like who are we kidding (laughs) (laughs) no it'll be very wet a Uh, forbidden cinema cocktail hour we've talked about it yes yes i uh, We'll see what happens. I don't really want to spend all the time and money investing in wireless microphones and whatnot to be like YouTubers, but uh, but we'll see what happens. So I'm curious though. Like so, feedback um, to those of you that are listening and those of you that are in our lives that are listening. Um, would you prefer us to have just a cocktail? We we had talked about doing a little bit of a cocktail situation related to each movie or would you prefer us to do a cocktail that we talk about and drink while we're podcasting oh okay like i feel like there's two different potential versions here so you know would you want it to be a part of this or would you want it to be separate in inspired by the movies that we are they still could be inspired by the movies i suppose but it could be something separate versus something that we talk about during the podcast specifically so Note there. <laughs> so I have print. So we're in 87 here. Yes. I'm starting to wear out my 87 Playboys. <laughs> Don't take the- <laughs> I wide my mouth. It did not spit all over my mic. It's a miracle. I did not spit all over this mic. <laughs> I thought you'd get a kick out of that. <laughs> I feel like you timed that. 
I mean, we, we've hit most of the high points of 1987 <laughs> in Playboy magazine. I mean, what did I find? I found um, we haven't talked about the who the Jose Cuervo girl is in 1987. There's a Jose Cuervo girl. We've already talked about this. But oh, that's you, right. That's right. I did guess it. Yes. But Angelica you gave me some Houston. She does not strike me as someone who's as the in Cuervo the girl. Cuervo. <laughs> no. no. Um, I think we've talked about Jessica Hahn kind of being the, the oh, man, in the sex and cinema in '87, and she is it's, she's the cover model. That's of, a of that whole episode. other thing. Oh my gosh, yeah. Um, National Lampoon in uh, the same time as this, the cover is the uh, the Kama Sutra of Jim Baker. <laughs> Ew, no. <laughs> I know. It's, well, it's, 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 in, it, yeah, it's I know. making fun of him being gross and icky. Right. And it, it's, it's latching on to Jessica Hahn being at the, the play, playgirl of the month or whatever on Playboy, but. Right. New. I don't think we've talked about it in the podcast that I did find a several page spread in the eighties of National Lampoon that was Donald Trump's secret plan to conquer the United States. I, I, that's not even funny. It's like they're like like Donald Trump has figured out a way to like overturn um, real elections and militarily conquer the United States in the eighties. Like, uh... do we have a, do we have a cricket sound effect? <laughs> Jeez, Louise. So way to go, like Gilbert Gottfried and and otter from uh from animal house you, you guys died. called it <laughs> called it like i don't have a hoverboard but <laughs> we, we, we would all rather have a hoverboard than to have those predictions be correct yes 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 uh the observer reporter i could not find any terry hazlitt writing on fatal attraction i'm really kind of bummed about that what is terry hazlitt doing i mean these are some major movies we, no we we need to on a Sunday afternoon. He, he's spinning top 40 from the 60s, 70s. I know what he's doing now. Oh. But I mean, in 1987, this is, a, this is a huge movie. In fact, I did see you looking at that like as you were. Dirty Dancing is everywhere in theaters. Fatal Attraction is not in theaters these few weeks. Maybe, maybe he doesn't report till it comes to Washington, Pennsylvania. I mean, that would make sense. And I just sense, don't have the time and energy to no. go through like six months of... But I feel like if he's a movie reviewer, he should have got it in some sort of weird screener. I don't know how they did He was screeners. the entertainment editor. Mm, okay. But I did see, like, you had like had the screen up right right before we started. At the very bottom corner of the newspaper you were looking at was a snippet um, talking about Roxanne. Okay, Yes. And yeah, Roxanne, um, a Steve Martin and Daryl Hannah movie that is a take on Cyrano de Bergerac, which actually is getting ready to come back out with crap, uh, just blanked out. Help me out. Who is starring in Cyrano de Bergerac? Oh, Dinklage. Yes. Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage. It looks really interesting take on the character. It looks great. I think it looks fantastic. There is a high musical element, which I wasn't expecting. I'm not sure what to take on that. Um, I always want a musical. Yeah, I I do sometimes, but it's it's not, previews are not selling it as a musical, which can be problematical if problematical 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 it's problematical the the forbidden cinema musical (laughs) problematical but when you're not expecting it and then you get there you get an action action period piece and it's got songs (laughs) um it could be not what you're expecting i think anybody that goes to cyrano de bergerac expecting action 
action is maybe maybe they deserve a musical. Maybe they do. I don't know. Like if they're thinking like this is gonna be Chuck Norris killing everybody. No, you know? no one's gonna think that. But it does seem like a period like swashbuckling. I mean, maybe if we're like the the opening five minutes of Scrooged and <laughs> <laughs> we got the solid gold dance. Like Cyrano de Bergerac Part Two: The Vengeance or whatever. <laughs> Um, but it does have the chick that's in music and lyrics who plays like the weird pop star. She's she's playing Roxanne. Cora. Cora, is yeah. She in, um Strangers not Strangers on a Train, that's wrong. The other one. <laughs> the drunk girl on the train. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen the movie, but I've read that book. Um Girl on a Train. Girl on a Train. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not drunk girl on a train, it's just girl but on a train. But it is a drunk girl on a train. <laughs> that is why she is spoiler alert, that's why she like, is an unreliable narrator. Because <laughs> she's drunk. I don't a lot. think that's a spoiler alert. I think she kind of says that in the first couple of lines. Possibly. But um I don't know who she's playing I don't know who Cora is playing. Um but Roxanne is the character. So Roxanne the movie is set in the eighties. Um, Steve Martin's a fire chief. He's got the long nose, all of those things. I, I, I feel the nose is grotesque in that. It's I, it's very it's it doesn't play. The nose doesn't play. It's a prop for prop's sake. It's a prop for prop's sake. <laughs> Sorry if you know that being an oceans, um, an oceans, oceans thirteen, 13 yes. reference. Hey, you shook Sinatra's hand. Uh, yeah, yeah. That means yeah. It's a code. It's a code. So. But Roxanne, we watched Roxanne a lot, but Roxanne was like in the moment edited a lot too because it it has language, it has sex, it has things that are not appropriate, but we watched it a lot. It was one that was like okayed because I I, I don't know why. It's really fun. I Maybe really like it. we should check it out for Forbidden Cinema. It might be one of our niche episodes that nobody listens to. It might but... be, but it's a great movie. If you haven't watched it, I'd, I'd really recommend it. It's fun. It's got a lot of hijinks. It's got some great... Um, ancillary characters. It's got uh, Fred Willard, I okay. think, in it. Maybe he's the mayor of the town, this little bitty small town. Um, he seems like he could do that. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Um, but yeah, so I just noticed that in the corner, uh, and that's very much a part of my childhood, that movie. <laughs> but so the Observer Reporter also has um, the Sherilloy uh, Homecoming Court. Hmm. And I do have access to background checks. I thought, oh, I can do background checks on them and see what they're doing lately. And then I thought, oh, we just did a movie about stalking. No, don't do that. <laughs> Not a homecoming court. No. <laughs> no. If we were doing a crime podcast and we wanted to check on potential suspects, maybe. But no. Like, the, like what are you even thinking? <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> I just like, oh, I, I have access to background checks, but... I, I bet there's some Facebook. Page. I bet most of them are probably doing great. And we'll just go with that. <laughs> we'll just assume most of them are doing great. Home coin, homecoming queens forever. <laughs> that sounds like a RuPaul show. <laughs> it does I love it? All right, RuPaul, let us know. Uh, Roma, Pittsburgh's premier Christian rock group, is playing on Friday night. Roma. Roma. Okay. I have done digging. I can find nothing. <laughs> And you know those channels. I pre-digital guys. I I just bought a Christian punk record from 1984 that still has the plastic on it on eBay for nine dollars. I mean, I am yes. I <laughs> <laughs> which I didn't realize because it's that Madame to like meltdown, meltdown and, and Madame to Sods. Yes, I didn't know that was a Christian band. Ah, gotcha. I had no. I mean, I heard that song before. We actually sat in a hot tub. Uh, maybe six months ago with the guy that produced their most recent album. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. I guess we did. 
And um, so the Granary, which is a uh, dance hall and club. It sounds like for, like, the Golden Girls. It does. It does. On Saturday night, they have the Old Time Oldies Band. What does that mean? I think it's just a picture of a bunch of guys with bald guys with kind of long scullet haircuts and, and goatees that play oldies music. This makes me think of an episode of Full House where Uncle Jesse has stopped being part of um, Jesse, Jesse and, and the Rippers. The Rippers, and he's part of um, a hotel band called the Glowworms, I think, or something <laughs> like that. Just, I don't know. On Friday night, though, is Lingerie Show. Men Whoa. only, doors at 8.30. Whoa, <laughs> that is a 180. <laughs> Whoa. That's in the newspaper? Yes. <laughs> it's the same newspaper as... Um, Oh, what was her name? Oh, man. What is her name? I love her. I know. Maxine's. Max- Maureen. Maxine. Ma- I don't know. I don't know. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. We'll have to go back and look at that. Makota Bunnies or Easter. They had their Easter show. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. if it Was it March or April? Like When was the, the, the anniversary of the last call? We need to see if we can yeah, somehow we gotta, get invited to that. We got to look into that. Uh, if anybody else has podcasted about that bar. I feel like we have we have done more for promoting that bar internationally. People from Russia and Israel <laughs> and Australia and Italy have, have listened to us talk about that bar in western Pennsylvania. I don't know if their Facebook group or any of their social media has that kind of reach. So I feel like we are the the apostles of... <laughs> <laughs> Which we need to remember the name of the bar. So. Yeah, so yeah, we should probably go back and figure that out. Yeah, we'll look and I'll put it in social media. All right. Um, CBS, Friday night at 7 p.m., National Lampoon's Vacation. On TV that night? On TV, the night this movie premieres. Okay. So. Which I still we we have to go back and I guess we should probably we're gonna do the whole vacation yeah series, the whole series um, I'm out of, I'm out of notes what you got babe I think that's it I, I actually had a little bit of of my own little tidbits here this week uh, but other than that just wrapping up some 19 crimes Snoop and <laughs> yeah we'll pop open the bottle of uh, of Martha here in a minute and uh, hop upstairs and see what happens. Um, probably not, but <laughs> it's a school night. It's a school night. It's going to be Bowie's birthday in like oh, that's right. three hours. Our baby Bowie turns one tomorrow. He's actually asleep right now, being adorable. And After not... he just like ate your foot. Yeah, he did. Um, If you didn't hear anybody screaming or crying in the middle of the podcast, then either I'm a really good editor or Jenny's a good podcaster, one or the other. One or, yeah. I'm either I'm stone cold or... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, chances are I'm not a very good editor, so she's probably just stone cold awesome. We don't know what we're watching next week. Mother effer. Pause. <laughs> it's like, production meeting. <laughs> I'm going to leave this crap in. <laughs> okay, quick production meeting over. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, this one is off the rails, um, and... I kind of like it. So if you hate it, then sorry. Send us an email and we'll be a little more professional next time. But I just want to connect with people. So, Right. So we've decided band meeting. Um, hashtag Flight of the Concords. Lots of hashtags this, this episode. We've decided to go with we're channeling the vibe of spring on the brink. Please. Yes, please. No more cold weather. 
And we're going to go with, even though maybe not technically a spring break movie, but definitely a spring break vibe. And just a high school movie. Yeah. Of Porky's. Classic, dirty movie. Is this... Is this as dirty as we thought? I don't know. I have no idea. So This is a movie that I was watching on USA Up All Night and turned off. You turned it off? I turned it off. It was. I thought it was a little too much. <laughs> I have no idea if that's going to hold up, but this is a movie I thought, like, I need to, I need to not know. Like, so all that, right. That, that's my experience with this movie is watching it edited for television on USA Up All Night and thinking, this is not allowed and turning it off all That's, right well I've then we'll see we'll see we'll welcome kim cattrall um to... <laughs> how is kim cattrall not in this thing yet i mean well there's not a ton of kim cattrall movies honestly so i mean i mean we were just looking at sex in the cinema and playboy and you were able to call kim cattrall and um and rob lowe yeah i don't even know what movie that is uh, i've never even heard I'm of completely it completely unfamiliar but we'll we welcome her through porky's and yeah that's what we'll be watching. So if you're watching along, take a look. If you're not and just hearing us talk crazy about it, that's what we'll be doing. Right, just like watch Porky's or just drill a hole in some lady shower somewhere. And no. no. No, we're not doing that. Okay. We're not going to recommend that. <laughs> this is a CYA moment. Okay. So no. Um, but yeah, so let us know what you're thinking, how you're getting through winter, what you're excited for for spring, what movies you're watching, um, what what has crept up in and listening to all of this um at uh, forbidden cinema on instagram forbidden cinema podcast at gmail.com yeah we'll see you guys next week bye guys thanks bye <laughs>